Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so, so very much for coming along and listening to the podcast today. Hey, so I am booking a few speaking engagements um, for the first of next year. And man, I would love to come to your church, your school, your college, um, and just share the hope of who Jesus is. Um, we can talk about everything from faith, family, and culture all through the lenses of a biblical worldview. And I'd love to come encourage your congregation and just give some hope and give some value to those that are in your church, your organization. Um, go to my website, calebgordon.org, and man, I'd love to come and share with your group. Um, as always, want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. You don't want to miss out on this. I'm telling you. OutpostCoffeeCo.com. Okay. So, um, I believe we're living in the last days. That's just my, my eschatological view, eschatology view of the end times. I believe that we're living in the last days and I think we're seeing things get ramped up like nobody's business. And here's where my primary thought process comes for this because the scripture says in Matthew chapter 24 that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the days of the coming of the Son of Man be. So what were the days of Noah like? They were they were horrific. They were sinful. They were filled with all kinds of immorality and debauchery and just insanity. I think we're there. I really think we're there. We're at that point now. Because we're we're stepping in, we're trying to fill the, the 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 shoes of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're trying to play God. We're manipulating things like gender. We're trying to determine what is even when it's blatantly I'm a man. I'm, I'm trying to be a woman. Um, we're, we're trying to destroy things that God ordained. Marriage, God ordained. God put that in place. Um, biology, God put in place. Gender, God put in place. And we're we're giving him the giant middle finger when it comes to all of those things. We're and I, I do believe we're in the Romans chapter one generation where we're pushing out a narrative of God. I know you have a creative order. I know you've made certain things the way they are, but I think you were wrong, and I want to completely redo what I think should be. I mean, that's basically it. In the days of Noah, there was all kinds of horrific um, homosexuality, immorality. There was no one in the earth that was righteous except for Noah. And, and listen, the only ones that lived were Noah and his family. And, and so I, I believe that we're on the, the precipice. Okay, so like, listen. And here's the other thing that, that, is, that is interesting to me in that text in, in Matthew 24. It says that uh, they, were, they, were, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Now, those things aren't necessarily bad things. There's... There's nothing wrong with marriage. There's nothing wrong with eating and drinking and giving a marriage. But here's the thing. When that focus, when your focus is on those things and all your chips are pushed in on that bucket, that that's what I'm pursuing. That's what I'm chasing after. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to know. That's a problem because look at the next part of the text in verse 39, 24, 39. They were unaware until the flood came in and swept them all away. So it will be with the coming of the son of man. So I look at this and I'm like, holy smoke. Like, this is a big time problematic issue. Um, 
John MacArthur says, Jesus's emphasis here is not so much on the extreme wickedness of Noah's day, but on the people's preoccupation with the mundane matters of everyday life. Now, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I think we're in Romans chapter one world, and I think there is blatant wickedness. But here's the other thing that I think is the problematic issue. I agree with John MacArthur on this. Most people aren't interested in the things of Christ. We're interested in trying to get to the next thing. We're, we're trying to, to move from Monday to Tuesday to, to the next event. And man, we're, we're focused on those things. We're focused on, man, getting things done. We're not focused on the preeminence of Christ and his word. We're not interested in sharing the gospel. We're not interested in talking about Christ to those that are around us. What, we're, what are we interested in? We're interested in doing what we want to do. When we want to do it, and our timetable, our terms, it's that, you know, Frank Sinatra song, I did, I did it my way. I did it my way. That's that's what we're doing here. That's that's our goal. Now, so I'm... I'm on both sides of the coin on this. I, I believe that we are in the midst of blatant wickedness. I believe that we're trying to do all kinds of horrible things, but we are also obsessed with the mundane. We're obsessed with the everyday, trying to get from Monday to Friday, trying to get my, my bank account fat, trying to get my my stuff in order. I'm trying to, to, to get to where I can retire. I mean, we work, 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 bust our hump. Do all those things. Listen, I'm, and listen, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't work because the scripture says if you don't work, you don't eat. But man, if you make your job your God, that's a problem. If you make your bank account your God, that's a problem. If you make your family your God, that's a problem. And so in the text here, we, we see that they were unaware until the flood came. They were just, I, I agree. Man, John MacArthur nails this right on the head. Um, people's preoccupation with the mundane matters of everyday life, eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage. When judgment fell, suddenly they had received warning. And listen, we have the church, faithful biblical churches have been laying out the case for God's wrath and God's judgment and were mocked. And the church is mocked when we talk about the return of the Lord, judgment, wrath, hell, any of those things. And the need for man to repent, the need for people to do what's right. We mock and scoff. No, not me. I don't need to do that. I'm good, man. Listen. Listen. You need to repent. You need to trust the gospel. You need to trust in Christ. That's what you need to do. Be like, no, no, I would, man, but this week I, I I got so much going on. I'm getting prepped for this. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to go here. I got to make this happen. Whatever, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling you, we're unaware. We are totally and completely unaware of what's going on in the culture, biblical culture. And listen, okay, culture from a biblical worldview. Like that's my, that's my shtick. That's, I just wrote my, my next article, and that's what I wrote in my article for my, my newspaper column. I'm making a shocking statement. I believe that God's word is the final authority. That That's a shocking statement in 2022. Listen, <laughs> I, I got a shirt. I had a shirt made, and on the front of it says, men can't be women and women can't be men. And I had a guy look at me, and he said, are you getting a lot of flack for that, that shirt? 
are people giving you a lot of flack for that shirt? And I was like, actually, it's it's in my where I'm living. There's not a lot of people that are giving me flack. But it's hilarious that a simple statement like that, an obvious statement like that, people are going, oh, man, that's profound. That's a big statement. Are you are you receiving flack? <laughs> men can't be women. Women can't be men. God created you with the plumbing parts you got. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, man. What in the world? But th- like, this is where we are. Most people are just unaware. And when we see things that cause us to, to knee jerk and think about the things of God, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get it. And, and when you're in the church, when you're sitting in a Sunday school class, when you're sitting in the worship service, listening to the preacher preach, like that's when you're thinking about these things. But man, on a Tuesday at four o'clock, on a Monday at 145, are you thinking about these things? Probably not. Because there's a lot going on in your world. And like, we got a lot of things happening in our world. And there's a lot. I mean, we're trying to pay our bills. We're trying to, we're trying to get our kids through school. We're trying to, we're trying to do, you know, get my daughter married. We're trying to do all these things. Man, we're working on boom, boom, boom. We're just going through all the motions, right? And I'm like, come on. But man, Christ gives us an admonition that, listen, now concerning those days, that concerning that day, an hour, no one needs to know. Not, not even the angels in heaven, nor, nor the Son, but only the Father. For as in the days of Noah will be the coming of the Son of Man. So he's like, listen, you don't need to know the day of the hour, but here's the times and the seasons. Here's what it's going to look like. You don't, need the, you don't need the hour. You don't need the day when I'm coming. What you need to know is pay attention to the season. What's the season going to look like? Well, the day of Noah, days of Noah. Rampant wickedness and the, the not caring about the things of God. Being more concerned with this life, being more concerned with the things that are going on in this life, and rampant immorality. We got we got it on both sides. We got it on both. I'm all, listen. I, 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 yes and amen to both fronts. Because we are, as Americans, that's what we're doing. As people in the world, Europe, Asia, Africa, China, all these different places. That's what we're doing. We're like, we're not, it's either rampant immorality or we're consumed with trying to maintain a lifestyle. Gotta keep my gotta keep my house with my pool. Gotta have my car. Gotta have this. Gotta go here. Gotta make this happen. What about Jesus? What about his word? What about those things? Oh. Or when 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 there is immorality, Christians are like, man, we might get canceled. Oh, we might, uh, if we stand up for what's right, people might mock us. We might get ostracized. I might not win my election. I might not be uh, in the cool kids club anymore. Listen, Christians aren't in the cool cool club in the culture, in the world. And the moment that we stop trying to be the cool kids in the culture is the moment we're going to start winning because Christianity is countercultural to the world. Amen? Like, ah, this is the thing that just drives me nuts about Christians is we have this insane, insatiable appetite with trying to be relevant, trying to be cool, trying to be funny, trying to be awesome. And listen, I'm, and I'm guilty of it. Listen to somehow, some of my sermons. I've tried to be funny. I try to be cute, try to be witty. I don't need to be those things. I just need to preach the word. That's what I need to be doing. That's what we're called to do is to, is to 
make disciples. How do we do that? By being faithful to God's word. God's given us everything we need for life and godliness in the text. The text is all we need. And I'm telling you, the moment we stop trying to be relevant and start being holy and start being sanctified and start being set apart as God designed us to be, that's when we're going to start seeing things different in our culture. Like I'm, I'm beginning to see, it's been three years. I've been pastoring for three years. We're starting to see it in the town I'm in. It's, it's slow. Like it's a slow fade. It's a slow cook. It's a slow, just, I mean, just, you got to keep moving, focus on Christ and just do the work of an evangelist, do the work that God's laid out for you to do. That's what we're doing in, in, in the small town that, that I'm in is just being faithful to the gospel. And here's what the Bible says. If you point men to Christ, you, you lift Christ's name up. He says, I'll draw all men unto me. That's what I'll do. So stop trying to pull up the platform and trying to do, uh, do what you got to do. Put Christ on the platform, point people to Jesus, put Christ on the map and say, this is who you need to focus on. Focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Get your life right by repenting of your sins, trusting in the good news and the finished work of Christ on the, on his Calvary's cross. And I'm telling you, it's a win. And here's the deal. You don't have to try to figure out a way to coerce people into this because here's the deal. All you've got to do is be faithful to share. Be faithful to be a witness of where you are. God's the one who does the saving. I can't save anybody. I'm not saving a soul, but Christ can. So what am I called to do? I'm the messenger. I'm the newspaper boy. And I'm I'm throwing the kindling. I'm throwing the paper at the doorstep of your heart. And the headline reads, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. That's what I'm calling all of us to do. If you're a believer and you listen to this podcast, do it. That's what you're called to do. Lift Christ high. All right. Love y'all. Let's go.